Hi, everyone, and welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella, my secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? Um, what are you doing right now, girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we were just talking about before we um, hopped on to record how there are so many quotable moments from that episode, and we have not been seeing as many memes as we would have liked to. I know. Drag Race has had so many amazing moments this season, and listen to our bonus episodes yeah. to catch up on what we're talking about, because it's going to be an inside joke for all of our dedicated listeners. Yeah, and for some context, the what are you doing right now, girl, is what Joey J said while the whole altercation was going down and untucked so yeah yeah so go ahead and watch that yeah watch we'll it wait um you can press pause. and then we're just going to fill our episodes from here on out with quotes from that episode <laughs> i said what i said i said what i said <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i love that show oh gosh um, so uh just a side note though mm-hmm. um so one of my friends today posted this meme online that said uh So RuPaul always says uh, at the end of every episode, remember, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody had posted online, stop telling people that they need to love themselves before other people can love them. And one of my friends was like, yeah, RuPaul, like this is why you suck. And they were like, F RuPaul for doing this. And I was like, I know you don't watch Drag Race because you misquoted her. RuPaul never says you don't deserve love if you don't love yourself. She said it's difficult for you to love someone else if you don't love yourself. If you don't love yourself. And like, I actually kind of agree with that methodology. I agree with that too. I really agree with that. Yeah, I do too. Cause um, this episode, we're going to be talking about spirituality. We uh, are. But before we get into that, let me just finish. <laughs> no, like, no, it's true. Cause it, when I first got with my um, now husband, um, I didn't love myself. I was going through a really messy time in my life mm-hmm. and somebody still loved me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I didn't really love myself and I didn't have the capacity to show them the love that they deserved mm-hmm. because I wasn't in love with who I was at the time. Yeah. And so I really do agree with it. I think I it's do really too. difficult for you to love someone else. I, I, I agree too. I think it's been, I mean, even for me, like on my recent journey, like I found that it's a lot easier to give myself when I've celebrated myself um, rather than constantly been a critic for myself yeah so yeah yeah, it's it's making it to where like i feel like i'm becoming like a a more complete full person by loving myself uh so then i could just it it could be even that much better for when i do find someone that wants to share me with me (laughs) literally yeah uh but before we continue donna what are you wearing this evening oh since we're talking about spirituality i'm just like full-on drag queen jesus right now Like, think what Trixie did during her season with the bearded drag, but better. Like, I have my nails are painted, and by nails, I mean the ones through the center of my hands. Oh, fair. (laughs) Fair. Wow. Yeah, gosh, that's dedication to the craft. And also offensive. Sorry, people. I love Jesus. Jesus was rad. (laughs) Um. So I, <laughs> what I, about you, Coco? <laughs> um, well, I'm wearing a black dress that just has the word coexist on it, but I decided to do a bald cap look because oh. I'm like really going for there and yeah. didn't paint on any eyebrows and actually or any makeup. It's just oh. a dress that says coexist. Lovely. Yeah. Was the bald look in the no eyebrows so it's supposed to be like alien esque kind of? Kind of. It, or, it or, was just like um, I started to beat my eye and then I was like, this yeah. looks awful. So I wiped it off and oh. then I like shaved half my hair because like I was going through a breakup in my brain with my makeup. I was like, I'm done with you. 
you and you, know, you have to <laughs> shave your head. <laughs> I've gone through breakups with many different forms of my makeup for sure. Oh my gosh. It's evolution for you. Um, no, that's, uh, it looks great. We, we both Thank look you. very, uh, very uh, radical and spiritual and groovy tonight. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've been wanting to do this episode for a really long time because I am kind of a hippie. Yes. <laughs> and I think that it's important to kind of like talk about this, especially as queer people. I think spirituality when I was younger, especially when I was in my early 20s at slash late teens and I had just come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was very angry about religion and spirituality as a whole like really i was like i just don't believe in anything like it it, like it burned me so much and it it told me so much how awful and wrong and how much of an abomination i was Mm -hmm. that i was like it's just not for me so like i was like when i was in college i would say i was like agnostic slash atheist like the mostly i i i was so angry that i was listening to like atheist music like dear god by uh xtc oh my yeah yeah oh, like you went down that i hole. was i was mad i was extremely mad so it hasn't really been until recently though that i've kind of dived into what i believe in spiritually and what i believe is you know exists beyond this realm yeah and i i have a similar um uh upbringing in that regard so when i started understanding that i was not the same as as every member of my family meaning being queer and my gender identity i recognized i mean like i like in our coming out episodes which i want to reiterate but go back and watch that i did say when i first told my mom about my sexual orientation she says it's adam and eve not adam and steve Mm -hmm. which is the dumbest line don't ever say that to your children yeah and i know my mom listened to that and i will tell her that's a really terrible thing she said but um i mean we're good now but go back and listen to that episode but the thing i wanted to bring up was actually when I did, when I uh, proposed to my ex-husband, we had these Christian friends. Yeah. And um, we hung out with them all the time. And we always had so much fun. And uh, we actually had this moment where uh, we I wanted them to come to the wedding. And they, like, sat me down, like, in this, like, we went to lunch one day. And we, they just sat me down. And they're like, so we have, like, some really intense reservations about, like, possibly coming to your wedding. And then I remember, like, after that, I did a lot of soul searching, and I actually just uninvited them. Like, I told them, I was like, I invited uninvited you because I just knew that this was just going to be such a thing. And actually, from that point, we did kind of stop hanging out. I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. And to go along with Donna's college story, in college, I actually started taking Mormon missionary lessons, actually. Really? For a very long time. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. I did not know this about you at all. What? Yeah, I um so in Grand Junction, Colorado, like because it's insanely close to Utah, there's a lot of Mormon missionaries. There's actually a Mormon church that actually was like right next to the college. Yeah. Um and I remember uh so I my friend Lisa was going through the lessons at the time mm-hmm. and I would sometimes show up to like watch movies or like, you know, hang out with them or whatever. And then I was like, you know, maybe this, this could be a good thing for me. So, um, they wrote me and actually they more so convinced me. And this is like a salesperson kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I did the lessons for roughly like four months, something like that. Damn. Yeah. Um, and that title of the episode, Coco trained to be a Mormon missionary. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea about this. This is crazy. Yeah. I I didn't yeah. know anything about this, and we've known each other for 
eight oh, eight years now. Yeah, well, because so here's the thing. Like to go along with Donna's story, still, mm-hmm. I I was really lost. Yeah. Um, I used to always say this, and I actually still agree with this. I don't look to religion to know what happens after I'm gone. Mm. Um, I, I, I never have. I never needed that answer. Like, I'm fearful of death because mm. I don't know what happens. Mm-hmm. But religion did not give me the comfort and satisfaction of, uh, like, the comfort and satisfaction of just, like, you know, knowing what's going to happen, that that wasn't it for me. Hmm. I think the more spiritual I've gotten, it has given me more comfort. Hmm. I think I, I used to be, I used to be m- much more afraid of death um, compared to where I'm at now. I, I think it's beautiful how mortal we are and how temporary this experience is. And I think that we've had multiple experiences like this one, maybe um, in other realms of existence. But uh, yeah, we're we're meant to be, you know, kind of on this plane to learn a lesson. And I think, obviously, I, I feel like the energy never really like goes away. So that's given me some comfort in that. And and that's just for me personally. Like, I you know, I I feel like I have a good understanding of what happens when we're gone, but not mm-hmm. like not a clear one because obviously right. I haven't experienced it. <laughs> right. No, that that makes sense. Uh, I like to think this is stupid. By the way, uh, mm-hmm. I watched the entire series of The Good Place. And I have to say, I kind of like how they explained death mm. a little bit. Like, um, just the, you just become cosmic dust. Yeah. And you're just a part of the universe at that part point. Part of everything. And I, and I thought that was kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. for spirituality, for me, it actually did change once I found a happy and loving relationship. Yeah. So now I don't, I don't still need religion or spirituality to let me know what happens. But I do get sad Part of like when if you listen to my anxious attachments episodes, yeah, um, about my partner dying, yeah, and I would like if there is some sort of afterlife, I would like to somehow find him again. Would you say that's capacity. like your biggest fear? Yeah, it is. My biggest fear is losing Adam. Yeah, in any capacity, actually, yeah. breaking up, death, um, like any, however we would lose each other, and that that does make me fearful. Yeah, um, and I, but still like. The only t- the only reason I would want an afterlife is to somehow find him again mm-hmm. in some capacity. And if it was one of those things where you get to do it over and some sense of reincarnation, I would hope to find him even earlier. That's so beautiful. Honestly, okay, so I've told you this before, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it reminds me a lot of, um, <laughs> it reminds me of a Kesha song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's this song called Finding You, and I want it to be my wedding song. But it's basically about like finding that person that you feel like you've had this like soul connection with in, in past lives and how you'll keep finding them uh, forever in all different lifetimes. Mm. And it's it's so pretty. It's so, you know, it's a beautiful concept. And I, I, I think that's possible. And I think that is something that does happen. I think that a lot of the people that we are around in this lifetime, there's no coincidence that they are with us um, because we have some sort of history in other lifetimes. Absolutely. And I actually, I got into this so to go on that point too, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I think about the song "Never Love Again" mm-hmm. from A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Like, um, listen to that song, listeners. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that speaks to how I feel about that. Like, it's just so much of an impactful soulmate that you just don't want to feel those things for anyone else again. Yeah. Um, because this person gave you all those things in the way that you needed. Yeah. Uh, 
and so uh, <laughs> this is so it's funny i'm talking more about love than spirituality but the spirituality yeah. part plays in it does well love <laughs> love and spirituality i think they're they're kind of synonymous it's all the same thing um yeah Keep going. I'm going to pull up a, a Ram Dass thing that kind of has to do with that. Oh, so one sure. second. <laughs> yeah, no. And so another story, though, when mm-hmm. uh, I had a long conversation about religion and spirituality with um, a friend of our roommates. His name was Forrest at the time. Mm. And I. So I guess the funny thing about when I think about spirituality Yeah, this is probably why these stories keep turning out this way. When I think about spirituality and religion, I do it in the way that other people have held their spirituality and religion and how it's affected my life. Yeah. Like, in, like, and I'm not talking about, like, Westboro Baptist, but, I mean, that's a good point to bring up in an episode like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's even somebody who's spiritual and what that meant for me. Like, (laughs) sometimes when somebody was too spiritual, it would... um, it would hinder growth sometimes. I I get that completely because I know what it's like to grow up around family members that are too spiritual too. You know, like yeah. having that, I mean, and, and that's, I guess that's more so religious, but I, I think sometimes they they go hand in hand kind of. Yeah. Not not all the time. I think that there's, def- I think spirituality is more about a relationship with your personal beliefs of, of what happens after the, or who the greater power is or what it is. Um, while religion is kind of a bit more, like there's a lot of dogma behind religion there's a lot of like it's it's... and i feel like there's rules and i know Mm -hmm. they would not say rules they say guidebooks yeah (laughs) yeah like guides yeah but i i feel like it's just a religion is more aggressive because it's like it's like uh well this is how you have to believe and and the reason why I feel it's aggressive is because it's you know persecuted people like you and me for a long time and i i i grew up Pentecostal mm-hmm. was there kind of a label to what you grew up believing or no because my mom was incredibly she, she, I think she identifies as a Christian but like we never went to church my aunts and cousins did but I never did like uh, my sister is insanely religious and so was my dad mm-hmm. uh, very God-fearing individuals and then my mentor in life who was my ex-boss at my last job before we moved here was also an incredibly God-fearing woman as well like, so people in my life who were insanely religious have guided me into the person that I've become. Mm. Um, and so I don't really knock religion unless religion knocks me. Ooh, that's, mm. that's a cool. That's, I, I like that. Um, yeah, I feel like religion has knocked me for <laughs> a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, I don't know. I I, I guess I, I could kind of explain why I had so many, like, negative feelings about it. And it it's mostly because, like it was kind of weaponized against me. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And I had always felt a little bit off when I was growing up Pentecostal in my grandmother's church because Mm -hmm. my parents worked full-time and my grandma watched me and my sister um, a lot of the time during the week and that meant that we had to attend this very archaic Pentecostal church with her. So I knew what it was like even if you were just a little bit different, you know, it it was unspoken if you were queer, like that was just not allowed. So no one even talked about it, you know, like that was, it just was not talked about so much so that I had like an uncle that, you know, had a family, but had a secret, you know, gay life. And yeah, it was what? Yeah. In, in this church, like I had a, a great uncle that, yeah, everyone knew it. It was like, it was the best kept secret kind of that no one just talked about it because it was so uncomfortable wow um Um, wow 
but yeah, but and and when we did, it was only negative things. When it when it was talked about, it was you know, Will and Grace would come on TV and and you know, is anger immediately from people in my family. Well, and it sucks for queer people because we don't. Gosh, do you know how awful being queer is when you are discovering who you are? Oh my god! When everything around you is like built on these preconceived notions of TV shows and what your religion says and all these other things. And like, so it's like, how would we ever be able to find religion yeah. or spirituality when things are telling us at a very young age that we're different and sometimes wrong? Yeah. Just- yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to, it's going to be a process because we don't feel comfortable in it. You know, the churches yeah. really don't accept us. I mean, even in those mega churches, the ones that are supposed to be a little bit more progressive, like there's still a sense like if you're queer that you are living in sin, it's not affirming and welcoming mm-hmm. uh for you to be there and yeah, it's it's rough. It it does remind me um uh our friend Ray who passed away, I believe last year or the year before. Uh he was a pastor in Grand Junction and Then he um, moved to Portland and we hung out with him a couple of times and then he he passed away Mm -hmm. Uh, and he wasn't very old. He actually died very young. It's really sad, actually. Um, But I actually in Grand Junction, I sat down with him uh, and I said, how do you navigate people not liking the position you're in and you being like, you know, homosexual? And Mm -hmm. and he basically told me I. I he's he said there are challenges. It's basically mm-hmm. he's he didn't lie. He's yeah. like he's like I've built he's like my churches like we build inclusion and like have pride and celebrate these events and do these positive things. He's like I I'm trying to build that as a community. And he's like but I do have people who will knock at it and and like and try to chip away at me and like he's like but my relationship with God is secure and like yeah. and I I I, re- I really admired that and I think it's also incredibly important too with like Christianity to realize that a lot of the like homophobia that's built into Christianity is very recent you know um, mm-hmm. a lot of the translations from the original text don't mention like consenting male homosexuals as being the abominations they're talking about pedophilia in a lot of the in a lot of the cases absolutely and they're talking about uh yeah things that things that just there wasn't a word for basically how we've progressed as a society today so there wasn't really a way for uh, the reason why it was condemned as much as it was is because uh basically western culture (laughs) it was you know it was it was made that way so but that reminds me donna Mm mm-hmm I forgot to ask you, how are you doing this evening? Oh, Coco, I will let you know after this brief commercial break. Do you wear t-shirts? Do you wear a face mask? I sure as hell hope so. Do you put on your silly little t-shirt and your silly little face mask and wish you had something a little more out there? Yes. Even something, dare I say, matching? Girl, yes, duh. Then it looks like HunterDrips.com is exactly what you need. At HunterDrips.com, socially relevant merch and apparel is up for sale. That's never for profit. 50 to 100% of every purchase is donated. I hear they carry matching shirts and masks with designs that say cute little slogans like Defund the Police, Black Lives Matter, and it goes over your nose. And even shirts and hats with your own pronouns on them. You know, things that are important. Oh, so you mean important. And almost all of it is donated? Yes, donated. And guess what? What? It's size inclusive too? Yes, up to 5XL. Why just make clothes for skinny people? It's all made by Queer Artist Girl. The creator of HunterDrips.com is trans, fat, 
lesbian. And the site also includes merch from other queer artists, including gay Portland rapper Tono. Listeners, head on over to hunterdrips.com and use the code SECRET for 15% off your purchase today. That's SECRET for 15% off your purchase at hunterdrips.com. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. You know, Coco, I am feeling uh, very conscious, very, um, very, you know, just woke hippie hippie yeah (laughs) um i wanted to i wanted to come back from the break with what it was that i was trying to find that ramdas thing that when you said love is kind of everything it is kind of spirituality well Mm -hmm. uh the thing i this is from the book be here now that i (laughs) i'm such a fucking hippie i I hate i hate myself sometimes um okay so this is the this is from the book it goes consciousness equals energy equals love equals awareness equals light equals wisdom equals beauty equals truth equals purity it's all the same trip it's Mm. all the same any trip you want to take leads to the same place so i don't know i i think that i mean it kind of goes hand in hand with what we were saying with uh you know we're kind of we all just kind of become the stardust and be kind of kind of become one um, right. in the end it's it's all the same thing it's all the same trip and i think it's important to recognize too that like humanity is like a collective and together we are much more powerful than we are divided mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of uh what it takes to understand one another comes from taking time to meditate and, and kind of understand yourself and understand what this experience is. Hmm. Wow. I have to unpack a lot of that. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like how we have to do this on this podcast. Sometimes. Right. Like, I need to think about that. I need, I need bit. some time. Uh, so I, I wanted to mention that in this seg in this half of the show, I wanted to talk about my feelings about spirituality versus others. And the funny thing is I have to start with, spirituality and somebody else so with my ex-husband they were very uh witchy um is the best way to describe it and they practiced certain different magics and and that was their journey and i really never um i didn't feel like any kind of way about that Mm -hmm. like i do believe that religion and spirituality is someone's own personal journey like their paganism is their own personal journey Mm -hmm. and so for me uh I never really got caught up in, um, like, I call, like, it's funny. I think about the concept of, like, stop and smell the roses. Mm. Like, when I sit out in nature, like, because we go on these hiking adventures a lot. When I sit out in nature, I don't look out at the water or the trees and feel something dif- deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I It doesn't actually, it's healthy for my soul, but it's mainly because I'm exercising and I'm outside. Mm-hmm. But some people were like, you know, it feeds their soul. It's part of their spirituality. It's part yeah. of their humanity. Um, and that's never really resonated with me. Hmm. Um, I think I really do find a lot more spirituality in the concepts of love mm-hmm. than I do anything else. Like human interactions and like relationships. Because yeah. like the meaning of life... Um, the meaning of life for me is um, the fact that people need people. Mm-hmm. By the way, I got this from Girl Meets World. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's where it came from. And, and I never put it into words, but that was that's what I People believe. need people? Yeah, people mm-hmm. need people. 
Um, and there's many meanings of life, which is something I also believe. Mm -hmm. And I know that the connections that we make to the universe are going to be so different from person to person to person because yeah. people don't, um, the struggle, the struggle, a lot of people turn to spirituality and religion because of some sort of struggle. And I've always believed in pushing through my struggles myself. Yeah. Um, emotional and physical struggles myself. Mm -hmm. Never looking for outside factors to help me through those. Not because I'm not open to it. It's just how I've operated. I think that if I got into an unbearable situation um, that I might probably turn to religion as we most do. But I will say the one thing that I wanted to say is this. I did... I, part of the Mormon lessons are praying, praying mm -hmm. to God for an answer. Yeah, is what you do. You pray. You, you, and it's like it's a phrase, and I can't remember. It's just been a very long time, but it's like you pray to God for an answer, and then you will get one. Yeah, and then I did that several times, and I did not get one. <laughs> so yeah, so for me that meant it wasn't real. On a sad note, uh, when <laughs> <laughs> when I realized around the age of twelve that I had an attraction towards males and not towards females um, as much or really at all, mm -hmm. um, I would try to pray the gay away like every night, like especially oh, especially when I was in middle school, I would like lay up staring at my ceiling trying to pray this out of me as and cry like just ball like trying like hoping and wishing that I. I, like it would leave and that it wouldn't be a part of me anymore. Gosh, and that's really awful. And it, it didn't, I didn't ever. Did you ever feel that sense of utter disappointment and the sense of, um? it's almost like you're inducing trauma in yourself from mm -hmm. that moment when you were like praying that this thing would go away and mm -hmm. then it wouldn't. Yeah. Um. Actually, I don't know if I've ever told you this and I'm going to share this story. Um, it's about our roommate, actually. Oh, yeah. Our roommate is actually, he was practically in a cult. Yeah. A Christian cult. Mm -hmm. uh, for a very, 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 very long time. And um, it was a cult to where you weren't allowed to masturbate, like mm -hmm. all these things. And like they put a lot of different weird things on sex. And he was, and he was so devout. Oh, my God, he was devout. Yeah. And what happened to where he lost his religion forever and I do mean forever, people. This is such an insane story. He was in love with a girl. And he just couldn't stop being in love with this girl. And so he finally got the courage after many, 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 many years to finally tell her because they were always such close friends. She was also a part of that cult for a very long time as mm -hmm. well. And he expressed his feelings for her. And she didn't reciprocate. Mm. And that obviously was heartbreaking, mm -hmm. but you know, he's a normal person. So when a man gets his heart broken, he does leave her alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then what he did is he continually prayed to be able to deal with the feelings, mm. like to the guidebook stuff. Mm -hmm. I need you to help me through the sadness and mm -hmm. the heartbreak. Like, why can't I get rid of these feelings? And prayed so hard and often for an answer, mm -hmm. just critically. And never got it. And that's actually, I still have the text messages saved. That's actually when he lost his religion. Yeah. Like completely, listeners, yeah. completely. It was because he, he's like, if I am this devout and I've done all of these things, and even though it's not about him, he was basically saying, I've 
tried to be the best that I can, mm. but I couldn't, you couldn't help me through this. And so that means you must not be real. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I, I mean, yeah, I think that's, I think when you're trying to like speak out into the universe and you're not feeling like you're being listened to or heard and things are just kind of getting harder, it's a pretty easy way to lose your religion and to lose your faith. Absolutely. I, I have noticed though, here's the weird, here's the hippy dippy stuff, the weird (laughs) stuff. I have noticed that I have started seeing responses back when I've manifested good things for me. Like I've seen Mm -hmm. little synchronicities, like numbers. And I'll look up what that number means. And I don't know if, you know, if all the information on like angel numbers and stuff is just someone blowing smoke up my ass. But a lot of the time, a lot of the time it's, um, it's things that are, are in line with how my life is going. And Mm -hmm. same with like doing a tarot reading. Like I, I normally, I won't pull any super negative cards when I'm, you know, in, in a good mindset or when I'm in a good space, um, I uh, I also think tarot is more of a suggestion. You can read into it more than you want to, and you can you know it can it can determine the course of your future, or it could be like a nice suggestion on what you need to do to to move forward. So and even with astrology, astrology, yeah, astrology is a, too. Astrology is a sto- actually he, it, this is so beautiful. Bill mm-hmm. Nye brought on an astrologer uh-huh. and tried to make the guy sound like he's crazy. Yeah, and the guy looked at Bill Nye and said astrology isn't going to tell because bill nye's like yeah well if my moon is in this i'm gonna do this and the guy was like no no he's like astrology is a story Mm -hmm. and you can choose to follow the path of that story or you can go in a different direction that's exactly how i feel about tarot too yeah Mm -hmm. and astrology i mean both of them are kind of one and the same but do you realize too that your chart changes on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Like the planets are ever changing. Right. And like, so con- you're go- constantly going through different cycles. And mm. in order to have like an understanding of what that would mean for every person on a date, you'd have to be like a, a genius. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. It's a story. And there can be catastrophic events that happen. But I feel like uh, the more you feed into them, the more they're likely to happen. And especially if, if like, to, for instance, if I were to pull the tower card, um, I, do a, I do a daily card pull from my tarot deck just to see what the next day is going to bring for me and mm-hmm. to familiarize myself with the deck. If I were to pull the tower card tomorrow, I could feed into that and be like, oh my gosh, everything in my life is going to fall apart. Everything is going to be, you know, in mm-hmm. shambles tomorrow. Like there's going to be some catastrophic event that flips my life on the head and it's going to be awful. And that could very well happen. There could be more than more than one thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But if I take it as a suggestion to look at it in a positive light and be like, okay, so this is an opportunity for me to kind of maybe rebuild some things, get rid of some old habits and move forward and, mm-hmm. and kind of build myself up from, from the spot that I'm in. It doesn't always have to have, I guess when it comes to spirituality and when it comes to astrology, like things that might seem negative don't have to always be inherently negative. It's kind of what you make it. Yeah, I agree. But actually just to literally go against what I just said. So <laughs> I used to be pretty into tarot. I have the very traditional deck, the whatever. Yes, the yellow one. Yeah, the yep. yellow deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, everybody knows one. They're like, yes. oh, yeah. That, that, that. Um, anyway, um, anytime. And by the way, I have not lost that deck, which is so interesting. Yeah. Um, it just keeps appearing in my life. I, I do believe in signs. Mm-hmm. I am that person. I don't know what that necessarily means for me as yeah. someone who's agnostic. But um 
every time I would do a tarot reading for my last relationship, I would always pull the tower card for our future. Mm. Always. I always pulled it. And I would literally That's the universe up. telling oh, you. Oh, the universe. There were so <laughs> many. So- the universe was like, oh, this bitch is just dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like I'm like- trying to give her signs, but. Um, our friend Seth in Grand Junction. Um, Two weeks before, not two weeks, I think it was like a month before the big end fight, he was reading my palm and mm-hmm. he said, I don't think that my ex was in your future. Ugh, I don't know why. He's like, that's what I'm seeing here. And I was like, no, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, like even from a palm reader to every tarot deck to all the friend advice in the world. Even my religious friends and like everything were just like, this is not gonna work, no, honey. No, <laughs> isn't it crazy how how much we ignore like the blatant like? <laughs> it was incredibly blatant. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know how you can misread the tower card that many times. See, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> see, I mean, here's here's me going back on it too. Like sometimes it's just a suggestion, and sometimes it's the universe telling you like, get the fucking hint. <laughs> you know, like I can't give you any more signs that it's wrong for you. I've yeah, like I've been I've been pulling like one of these cups cards recently a lot and it's mm-hmm. like you're gonna have to be making some decisions mm-hmm. you're gonna have to be making some decisions you're entering a new phase in, in your life meanwhile this new phase i keep getting this these new phase readings not only just for from tarot but also for astrology um and it's i'm starting a new job you know here mm-hmm. in a, in the next week i've been interviewing for like new positions my life is going to be looking drastically different in the next week from what it's looked like in the past year you know (laughs) so it's it is a new phase and and i you know i i was kind of paying attention to that and being like okay yeah there's going to be some changes coming i could look forward to that but now it's all happening and it's like yeah you know it did kind of align and uh yeah i just i don't believe in coincidences yeah and actually the reason i don't actually play with tarot anymore is Mm -hmm. because of that Mm -hmm. because of the like the thing is I'd rather just deal with the negative crap when it happens. I don't need, like, and the universe is like, well, what do you want from me? Sometimes (laughs) knowledge isn't power. Knowledge can, like, taint things. Yeah, knowledge can taint things really bad. Yeah. In that case, there was a lot of signs. So I, so my thing is, like, I, like, so to go back to the other part of the episode, uh, like now that I have such a strong love in my life, I would like to know a little bit more about our future, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, But I don't want to know if it's going to go negative. I kind of just want to be surprised by all the great things that may happen in our life Mm. and then just deal with those really shitty things when they inevitably come because we're human creatures and our bodies fail. I got you, girl. I'll just do readings for you and I'll know all the answers. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) And And then for any organized religion, it's just not for me. Yeah. I did come to a decision and on my own that uh, I oh oh I've been meaning to say this this, this entire episode, which is something I don't even think I've ever told you. Hmm. Maybe the reason I can't get behind well now I've told you why I can't get behind tarot because it scared me because it was accurate. Mm-hmm. The reason I couldn't get behind Christianity is because even in those conversations with Ray, I could never get past. The fact that so many people believed that homosexuality was wrong in the Christian mm. religion. So much so that every time I tried to go back to church, I felt guilty. And even if, because I know listeners, if they're listening to this or if we ever blow up, 
they're going to be like, no, like if you came to my church, like even our pastor's gate, blah, 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 like stuff like that. Or like, this is an accept, this is a queer church or whatever. Even when I'm there around people with the same labels that I am, my soul feels guilty. Yeah. And I know that people are like, no, that's trauma. That'll go away. You have to process through that. But it's really difficult because I feel like that religion says homosexuality is wrong so much so that it's ingrained to my being and I feel uncomfortable from the second I walk into a church to the second I leave. Yeah, I get that completely because uh, Pentecostal is a, is a branch off of, you know, it's, mm. a, it's a form of Christianity. A very extreme archaic form, but a form of it nonetheless. And so I almost felt basically the same way that religious or Christian people feel about gay people. I felt the same way about religious and Christian people, that all of them were that way. All of them were mm-hmm. extremely judgmental. And um, if if people were happy about like their relationship with Jesus, then I'm like, oh, they're probably just a fucking bigot in disguise then. You know, like wow. I had a really bad, a negative feeling towards people who had a positive relationship with spirituality when I was, oh, wow. when I was uh, going through it. Yeah. Like I would say all the way up until all the way up until like mid twenties. Like I was, I was hateful about it. I was angry oh about it because it hurt me so much, you know, because people had weaponized it against me so much that it was like, I just didn't really feel like I, I felt like if there were good Christian people that actually like loved me and would accept me for me, then it was coming from a place of a phoniness. It was coming from a way to kind of like placate me. Wow. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say until like recently I, I've, I've gotten much more positive feelings about Jesus and Christianity since I've kind of delved into my own spirituality. Oh, that's interesting. So what, so let's, let's, let's get into it just a little bit more. Yeah. So what, so we've talked about a lot of the stuff before the kind of today. Yeah. Um, so why did you, why did you get more open to it? What, what was your signifying factor or the change that started the progression? I mean, there were multiple things. I think a lot of it was moving away from the area where I kind of got sick from it. Um, mm. I think moving away was a huge oh, thing. Interesting. I Yeah, because it was such, it was so focused around how like I grew up like that, being in that church. Like I, I don't think my family and a lot of the people that grew up with me fully understand how much that traumatized me. Because wow. I had I had cousins that um, would like come up during Bible study and during like church service and condemn me, my sister and my my parents, like wow. at the, at the at the as a sermon, they would come up and do that, and um, uh, we were just because we were kids, we were expected not to get it. But I I remember all those words, you know. I remember wow. the hateful things that the family would say about my parents because they didn't attend the church regularly and how. I was doomed for hell already as a kid. So, you know, like right. what was the point in trying to, you know, later in life be good. But yeah, moving away was was a big part of it. And then also realizing your mortality. I think the older you get. Oh, you did mention that. Yeah. That to me like several months ago. Yeah. The more the older you get, the more you come a, kind of come close to the fact that, you know, death is inevitable. <laughs> like yeah. as, as dark as this sounds right now, but the more, the more you uh, kind of like embrace that, the more you want to know about this life and know about why we're here and our purpose. And so I, I started meditating a lot more. I started, I think, especially over quarantine, I started taking a lot of time for myself. You know, I, I, 
I isolate myself a lot and I take a lot of time to kind of like take things in. And that's been super important for me because I'm able to process things better. You just reminded me, and because I'm just going to let my listeners know this is mm-hmm. right now, <laughs> is um, one of the signs that I did get quite frequently. It's And I just got it again yesterday. And mm-hmm. so I probably should listen to it. Yeah. Um, I told you this about a lot of people close to me having a friend who died of uh, just alcoholism in some capacity or just alcohol and um and uh even our friend got into a car accident recently that wasn't completely alcohol related Mm -hmm. but like somewhat i guess to a degree yeah and like i think the universe is like really trying to drive that point home a little bit like you need to slow down on your drinking yeah because they like the the one that the conversation i had with a member of my family was like uh all of these people have died or had like, yeah. alcohol-related things, and they died. And I was like, wait, how old are you? And she's like, oh, I'm 35. Yeah. And I'm 34 right now. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's uh, maybe going to catch up to her a little bit sooner rather than later. I right. actually, my dad, my, my dad's, my doctor ordered me some labs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just combine that whole sentence. Whole, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and actually, I can go in any time because... Um, She's like, I need to check your liver. So yeah. I'm when I get those labs done, we'll just see where she's at. And yeah. that might change. I mean, drinking has not hurt me yet. I've always been able to respect my limits, but it could have done damage to my body long term. Yeah. So maybe that is a sign. Because I do believe in signs. That's mm-hmm. Maybe that's the one thing I do believe in, in signs. So would you say then you, like the label, I know you kind of said it earlier, but you would give yourself the label agnostic fully right yeah, now where you're absolutely. at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And I don't mean to derail because I actually had a couple more questions about your journey. Um, So we got there because you moved and like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, news in your life made you like really understand your mortality and like going forward with that. So how did you choose which which like paths we're going to follow? Because like right now you're Mm -hmm. super into astrology. Yeah. Um, You talked about the angel numbers. Yeah. Uh, For me, it's kind of like an any and all thing. It's kind of how my energy, (laughs) it's kind of how like my, uh, how I express my gender, like for real, refer to me any and all pronouns. I think there's multiple things that we can adopt. I I feel weird adopting another culture's religion, you know, because like I'm, I'm white and like, I don't need to be doing any more cultural appropriation and problematic, (laughs) problematic (laughs) shit, you know? I don't need no. to be doing that. So, I mean, which is essentially what Ram Dass did, even though I just quoted him early in the episode. You know, he was some white dude that went off to India and studied under a guru and then brought back, you know, these uh, these traditions. And, uh, you know, he's gotten a lot of flack for that. So I didn't I didn't want to, like, be like, oh, I'm I'm Buddhist now or I'm uh, I'm, you know. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. anything like that. Or I practice Hinduism. Uh, I wanted to kind of like look into yes like know that a lot of new age spirituality is rooted in hinduism and buddhism and in these different practices uh but kind of just accept what works for me you know meditation and and kind of connecting to the source has been incredibly important for me so i i'd say i'm spiritual i think that's the best way to limit to label myself i don't want to give myself like a like a specific religion because i think I do have some issues, I guess, with with the term religion and what it and what it means. Yeah, well, it's been used to harm queer people in so many aspects. So as yeah. we've said in about a thousand different ways this episode. Yeah. Well, and even so, like I don't meditate. Um, I can never be still enough to do it. Uh, I've tried. Um, oh gosh, and maybe listeners, maybe comment below and on our website at www.agemofasecretpodcast.com. 
I have literally, when it comes to um, meditating, always felt more bothered after it, I Mm. guess. Like, I I feel... Oh, gosh, it's really hard to describe. It's like, I feel uncomfortable afterwards. I feel Mm. a little bit silly. I feel like I didn't gain what I was... Oh, I feel like a failure. There we go. That's Mm. the word I was looking for. Because after I'm done meditating... I don't feel like I've gained anything. And people say that meditation is supposed to give you a sense of something, whether it's like physical stillness Mm. or um, clearing your head or thoughts or connecting with the earth or Mm -hmm. all these things. I get zero of that from meditating. So I always feel like a failure right after. It takes a lot of like a lot of practice. And I'm I'm just finally getting to the point where I can like quiet down my ego a bit. Like even even still, though, like my ego is going on about a situation that happened two weeks ago in my head. Or it's you know, it's like it's super important. Like remember when we were watching the Midnight Gospel and the mom Mm -hmm. was talking about presence, how how you feel the feeling in front of you in your hand and kind of what does that feel like for you to focus on on Mm -hmm. that feeling on that energy that's inside inside your hand what i've noticed is like the more i isolate my meditation through different parts of my body the more i'm able to kind of experience this energy that we're supposed to be experiencing but yeah beforehand for me it was impossible for me to meditate and it's still a a struggle i still don't do it regularly enough like i should i should meditate a lot more than i do but yeah that that kind of makes sense because and actually, in that episode of Midnight Gospel, I use it as a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Not a trauma response, a, a trauma helper, whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, so, for you listeners, like, so I don't have chronic pain, um, but um, I do live with depression, and it's not as bad as it used to be ever since I moved. Like, nowhere near as bad. Mm-hmm. And being in a happy, healthy relationship is also almost all but solved most of my depression. Um, so... But when I do have those moments, I count backwards from 100 by threes. Mm -hmm. It's something to deal with with chronic pain. And then also that episode of Midnight Gospel that Donna talked about. I think the mom said, feel your hand from the inside. Yes. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. That is what it is. So, and if you focus on that, it does the same thing of like counting backwards from 100 Mm -hmm. by threes. It's like trying to trick your brain a little bit. Yeah. And you can focus and be in another state. Um, like the same concept of like if the tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, doesn't mm-hmm. make a sound. It's supposed to help you calm it's calm down a little bit and get out of your head, like, you know, fight back your ego yeah. and understand who you are. Uh and it's weird because I would love to attribute some of my success in life just in general to like some sort of spirituality, I mean or religion. Like I've had a lot of great recently like a lot of great Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'd like to think it's i'd like to think that there's purpose behind it oh gosh we haven't even talked about purpose this episode there is i mean you it's karmic yeah i think it's karmic i think the the decisions that you've made in your life have led you to here so if there's a lot of great that's been going on in in your life it's because you've done a lot of great things to get where you're at yeah, like even during 2020, like I like to say this is a sign because maybe my religion is just signs. Uh, my air conditioner showed up with an ionizer and I didn't realize it had one the day that the wildfires was getting so toxic in our house that the everything was orange. Mm-hmm. And it showed up that day to where I could turn it on and clean the air so we could sleep at night. Mm. Like it just... Like stuff like that. Like I believe in those kind of signs. If you, next time you have a gut feeling sign like that, will you let me know and I'll let you know next time I have one. Yeah, absolutely. 
because I, I, I would like to follow that a bit more. I feel like those gut feeling moments. So here's before we end the episode, because we're kind of getting towards the end. Mm-hmm. Let me just dump this really crazy concept on you that sure. I, I, I learned from TikTok. Basically, this girl saying like, anytime you get a gut feeling, it's your, um, your, your future self reminding or letting you know about what's going to happen in that moment that Mm. basically we exist on multiple planes and multiple like realities you know time's not time's not linear uh it's it's your past your future self trying to let you know uh that this moment is you know is not good or it's giving you that gut feeling that you know this is kind of the decision that you need to make so anytime you get a gut feeling it's basically like a version of yourself trying to steer you in the right direction Oh, I want to Isn't that weird? That. that is so weird. I I guess I could see that. Um, I used to, as a kid, always wish that I could go back in time or receive um, a message from myself in the future mm-hmm. to let me know if the decisions I made were accurate. Because um, I don't remember all of them. I just remember a pinnacle one, as I do. Yeah. Um, actually, there's two that I remember. In high school, I was offered to be part of a rock group. Um, because it's got like my singing voice and whatever. Mm-hmm. I never found out what happened to them, but that could have changed my life forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one was I, and it sucked because I, nothing in the universe was giving me a good sign. But after I graduated from college, I was about to go back to live in Florida and work for Disney World, which I loved that experience. And um, already got my acceptance letter. I had my plane tickets ready to go, and I got an email from a friend saying that there might be a networking job opening up in Grand Junction. And at the same time, I also got offered to be a live-in resident assistant at the college. So I had three days to decide if I'd go to Florida and work for Disney and start my life there or go back to Grand Junction. Mm. I went back to Grand Junction because I wanted to try to get a job specifically in my field. The job didn't pan out. Mm. Um, and then uh, literally uh, f- four months later, uh, I had started working at my last job as a database administrator. And on the day that the school told me, um, they're like, we no longer need you. And so the day before I moved out is when I met my ex-husband. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I think sometimes things, <laughs> it's crazy how things align like that. Yeah. You know, how you have these multiple paths that you can take. So to add on to that concept too, mm-hmm. and every outcome is possible because all you have to do is like tune yourself into that outcome and it's already existed in another reality. So oh, if there's absolutely. something that you desire, oh, I like that. yeah. So like, you know, uh, getting the feelings towards like going towards that outcome, it's kind of like about tuning yourself into that reality. And that's how people kind of like time travel or time jump into like different realities is by like tuning themselves into the possibility of of wanting this outcome. Hmm. It's so it's strange. It definitely like when I saw it on on TikTok, it kind of like fucked me up. But hmm. it's interesting how there's, you know, so many different paths that we could have taken. And, you know, here we are. Maybe it was always that my ex-husband was supposed to lead me to drag. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Because I like to think, I was like, maybe I misread the sign is what I was thinking about. And mm. I was like, but maybe I didn't misread the sign. Yeah. Maybe I went through all of that. Like, because maybe Adam is a reward for me um, because I needed to go through that, follow that sign through to get to drag, which yeah. led me to the most amazing experiences of my life thus far. Yeah. 
Um, and then drag also led me to Adam more directly. It put me directly in his it path. It did. It really did. So maybe, maybe that was the point of it all. Yeah. And that does give me comfort, actually. Yeah. Maybe that's the feeling that people talk about. I think, yeah. I Like I said, no coincidences. We're here where we are for mm. a reason. This episode has given me a lot. Um, <laughs> and I know we went over listeners. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but, but we wanted to have this discussion. Like, I learned that Coco was almost a Mormon missionary. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that Donna tried to pray the gay away. Every night. Yeah, um, yeah. Was, yep. Wow. Learned a lot about each other. We really shouldn't talk before we do these episodes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for a better conversation. For real. All right, I guess that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah, thank you for listening. There was no interview this week, but you can catch us next week where I'm sure we will have one ready for you to listen to with a, a new interesting uh, queer individual. And make sure to check out our bonus episodes where we recap a little bit of the RuPaul's Drag Race episodes and give you a blunt and honest opinion about what we feel about people we've never met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Out every Monday-ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like right before midnight on Monday. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.